of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I'd like to show you some pictures this morning, but I'm afraid they'll have to be inside your head, in your imagination. So come with me. Come with me as we play the waiting game. The waiting game. I started to learn about waiting from quite an early age. My parents divorced when I was three, and every second Saturday I had to meet my father at Central Station in Glasgow at two o'clock for his legally permitted contact visit. So picture in your mind, if you will, a lonely little boy standing, leaning against a wall, looking out anxiously for his father who was on time about twice a year, which meant a lot of standing on the corner watching the world go by, waiting. 
To live is to wait. Patience is a necessary tool of life. And anyone who's travelled by train or bus or aeroplane knows that waiting is part of the deal. Picture yourself at a railway station. We apologise to travellers on the three o'clock from Bristol on Virgin Trains for the delay. And we've all been there and we're on the platform and we're pacing up and down and we're looking at our watch and we're wondering if we can make our connection after all. To my great astonishment, believe it or not, I've even had to wait on cold station platforms in Switzerland. In Lausanne late at night, coming back from doing the uh, interim moderator there, several times the much-lauded Swiss rail system hit some snag, and there I was at quarter past eleven, looking at my watch, waiting, waiting. Maybe we just have to learn to accept it as part of the human condition, the rich tapestry of life. I wait, therefore I am. I am, therefore I wait. Some things you just can't hurry. As Diana Ross used to say, you can't hurry love, you just have to wait. It comes to you or it doesn't. You can't make it happen to your timetable. Love seems to have its own topsy-turvy, bendy, curvy timetable. Maturity takes time to arrive, if it ever does. Picture again in your mind, if you will, a teenager dressed all in black, black polo neck, black trousers, smoking a small black cigar, trying to look really cool and grown up and actually looking a bit of a twit. But enough about my tortured teenage years. You just can't hurry maturity and wisdom. They come with time and experience And there's nothing more pathetic than some wee cut-down man or some wee dolled-up teenager trying to look older and more sophisticated. It just doesn't work. Picture a hospital waiting room. The clue is in the name. Hospitals are epicentres of waiting. No offence, but they are. When you go to visit someone as a minister, the words you do not want to hear are... Uh, the nurses are with them at the moment if you could just wait in the corridor there'll only be a minute my advice is take war and peace with you and prepare to read a few chapters there's no such thing as a few minutes in hospital parlance that's not to complain, it's just a fact picture if you will a congregation waiting for the bride to arrive she's late, she's very late My personal best for lateness was a bride who was 45 minutes late. Another five and the groom was out of there. And I'm not kidding. She just got there in time, waiting. How long has that been? We don't like it much. The way our time gets gobbled up seems to get frittered away. I don't know if it's the same in Switzerland, but back in the UK... If you make an arrangement to have an electrician or a plumber or a gas man come to fix something in your house, they'll say, yes, I can be there on Tuesday afternoon, but sometime between one and five. And you've got to sit in all afternoon waiting. It's actually my ambition to agree to take the wedding of an electrician or a plumber or a gas man and say, yes, I can certainly do your wedding on that Saturday, sometime between one o'clock and five o'clock. How do you like them potatoes? We, we, we don't want to waste time waiting. We, 
We want delivery now, not at some unspecified future. We want immediate answers on the spot, gratification now. Nobody really wants to wait. My granny didn't like to wait for Christmas. Imagine a nice, kind, white-haired old lady. Well, that was no one like my granny at all. She was not like that. She was tough and down-to-earth and unromantic and straight-talking and pragmatic. And she used to buy all her presents in November and give them to us because, why wait? You've got the jumper now. Put it on. Wear it all during November. Get the best out of it. So when Christmas came, there was never a parcel from granny because we were, we were wearing the pullover. Luckily, not everybody saw Christmas like that. But we can feel the excitement building up. Christmas markets, little indicators here, little increments there. The smell of mulled wine is in the air. Choirs are getting down to serious practice. Cars are drifting in from abroad. Endless adverts are pumping up the tempo. And we begin to feel it all becoming just a little bit more urgent, a bit closer. But we've got to wait. We've got to wait. Not yet. Soon and very soon. The people of the Old Testament must have been tired of waiting. So tired. Tired of waiting. The agony of being slaves in Egypt for generations. When was God going to deliver us? The promise of their promised land. When were they going to get there? There was just struggle and travel and wandering in the wilderness for decades waiting to to have this place to call home when or when would they get home from exile they've been here so long 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years the ache for their homeland was almost overpowering and they hadn't there very long till they were under the heel of the Roman army And they had to wait some more, wait for their Messiah to come. When was that going to be? How much longer do we have to pay taxes to Caesar and have all this humiliation? How long do we have to wait for the kingdom of God? And sometimes the patience snapped. The patience snapped and the business of waiting became too much. And they would lash out at God and say, Why is your timetable not like our timetable? And the only assurance God gives them is that he will deliver them and they can rely on his word and trust in his unwavering commitment to them and that's what this first candle that we lit is speaking about the candle of hope in God bringing light into the darkness the light will break through the love will overpower the hatred the day of the Lord will come The Lord has given his word that he will not abandon his people or forget them, but he will bring his deliverance in his own time and in his own strange, astonishing, contrary way. It will take them completely aback. The Messiah, nothing like the one they were looking for. But in the meantime, use the waiting time creatively. Embrace and explore the waiting time so that when the the joy of fulfillment comes, the drama will be heightened. And our season of Advent now begun is our time of waiting, preparing ourselves for the glorious birth of hope and deliverance. And it needn't be a time of tension and demands and stress and hurried obligations so we can hardly even think about what's going on. 
as we follow some arbitrary and manufactured schedule. The tools are in place. The tools are in place for us to do that differently. To fill that waiting time with meaning and direction. We can follow the liturgical calendar. We can open our Advent calendars. Light our Advent candles in due order. Sing our songs of preparation and expectation. There's no rush. There's no rush. There need be no pressure. Instead, this is a time to make space and focus our minds concentrate on the wonder that waits to be revealed the psalmist says as the watchman waits for the dawn we know for sure that morning will come and the light of the world will blaze into our story and into our lives in a a miracle of grace and glory So we'll light our candle week by week and we'll wait for that promise of God to reach fulfilment. And and we wait not with fingers crossed and agitated hearts and thrown this way and that by all the stuff that's happening around about us. But we wait in the quiet expectation of those who know that God's promise can be trusted and that soon And very soon, we shall see the King. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.